I love you, Mom. This is great, isn't it? The major responsibility of each and every responsible person in this church, and I believe and I hope in every church, is to train a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And this is what we're doing here. What you see, this, some of them, I, I think they're the first time singing, right? Some of these little ones, and they don't want to leave. They were mesmerized. They like it out there. And thank God for that. Randy and uh, Little Kids Choirs, thank you very much. What a great job. And you know, these are the, the, the beautiful things. Little mistakes we enjoy. We love them. We love to see them. I wish we were as innocent as they are. And this is the innocence of little ch- children that affect our lives and leave an impact on us all. Happy Mother's Day, mothers and fathers. Uh, you will have a portion of that too. Uh, this is a special day in our lives. As a nation, we give special recognition to our mothers. And we thank God for our mothers. Yes, you're with me? We are grateful for the influence they have had on our individual lives, as well as on the lives of many others. Let us join our hearts and minds together and go to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, asking His help to enable us this morning to express our gratitude from thankful hearts for the treasure we have in our godly mothers. I want to tell you a few things today, and as quick as I can, uh, the challenges that mothers face, then the responsibility the mothers have, and finally the rewards that you get. Being a mother is a challenging role. Do you agree, mothers, with me? But God doesn't give any of us more than we can handle. Somehow He gives the mother a special heart, a special patience, special compassion that men have not, that we don't have. Isn't that true? I mean, no matter how long she stays, how late she stays, and when the little baby cries, she's up before the man, and the man is completely snoring. <laughs> this is a special gift. Motherhood is a difficult and heavy responsibility. It involves sacrifices. It takes unlimited unselfishness, humility, courage, Endurance, long-suffering, and above all, a heart after God's own heart. A godly mother, as she looks at the monumental task ahead of her, drops down to her knees and asks the Holy Spirit to take charge of her life and then acts in obedience, setting the example for us all. How difficult is this challenge? You say, It'll, well, let's hear it. In our day, it is very difficult. 
when so many mothers work outside the home. We do well at this moment to stop and examine this practice. In case of economic necessity, and there are many such today, no question need to be raised. We thank God for working mothers. But when mothers work simply to be able to get some extra money or because I want to spend some more, we should be sure that these mothers are not losing more than they gain. Let me tell you why. No babysitter or day nursery can fully take the mother's place in loving and training a child. Listen to this. No babysitter or day nursery can fully take the mother's place in loving and training a child. The early days of a child are the most important days in his or her life. Their impact leaves a lasting effect on their future depending on that experience with the mother. Therefore, mother's love and affection during the early years are mostly needed along with her caring and with her teaching. What a task. What a challenge. And mothers this morning, the Lord has placed you in our lives to give us a message. And that message, it sums up, I can sum it up all, love. No one can substitute a mother's love. Even if the father is so loving, he cannot substitute that love at all. A mother's love is a unique love given by God, implanted in her hearts. And that's why, as big as this love is, the challenge is also as big. Now, the responsibility. In Deuteronomy, if you have your Bibles, would you like to open them to Deuteronomy chapter 6? I'll start with uh, verse 4. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. O oh, hear, hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. Verse 7. And you shall teach them diligently to your sons. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as a frontlets, which is a band of ribbon worn across the forehead, between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorsteps of your house and on your gates. What is this responsibility? We find it in verse 5. Teach them what? 
You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. What a responsibility. Mother, we adore you, and we love you, and we respect you, and we pray for you every day because you have the greatest responsibility under the sun is to raise children to be men of the future. And not simply men, but godly men and women to serve God and honor Him for the rest of their lives. And in this, these verses that we read, we see that responsibility so clearly. First of all, he says, teach them to your children. You are a teacher. Do you know? You are the greatest teacher under the sun. You don't have to go to school to learn this. You have been to school. And God is schooling you. This instinct comes from God, our Lord and our Savior. You teach them. Teach a child. You need to take that responsibility seriously on a daily basis. And it says also, instruct them. That means train them. To train your children on a daily basis. And then walk, by the way. A walking is an example. Do you know, mothers, that you are to set the example for your children in any behavior you have, in anything you go and walk before them, they are looking at you. You know, uh, how many times you notice your little uh, girl trying to dress like you? How many times you caught her wearing your high heels and tuk-tuk and before she falls and you know, falls and how many times you see her trying to do things that you do yourself? Why? I want to be like mom. You set the examples. You set the example for your little children and for the boys also and uh, for men, you set also examples. But your time is not now. Next month we'll talk about men. <laughs> and here the verses say, you take these words or commandment I give to you and take them with you when you lie down, when you rise up. What does it mean? You have to be consistent. Consistent in the morning, consistent in the evening. You can't be a good mother in the morning, and in the evening when you get so tired, you just forget being the good mother. You've got to be the good mother in the morning, the good mother at noon, and the good mother in the evening, regardless of how tired you are. And we thank you for that. I've been watching our good mother, especially in this church, I'm close to you, and I've been watching your Sacrifices that you make. When they have homework. When they have so many activities. That you put the Lord first in their lives. And bring them to church. And work with them late at night. So they can catch up. Because you have put God first in their lives. May God bless you for that. And also. <clears throat> after setting the example. He asked. You have to set a consistent example before them. And finally, it says, you write them on your foreheads and on the doorsteps. What do you write? You shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. 
when you teach your kids to follow the Lord and love Him first before they love anything else. Let me assure you of one thing. When they grow old, they will not depart from it. You will not have to ask, where's my kids? What have I done? Why are they like this today? Because you have set the examples before them. And you have forced them to eat and drink the Word of God. Before they eat and drink football and soccer and baseball or anything else. This is what God, for the nation, He says, before you start anything, this is what I want you to do. Teach your children. If you're doing that, congratulations. And may God bless you and give you a great life. A most important part of a mother's work is the training and discipline of her children. Oh, what a task to undertake, knowing that these little ones that we saw today and we're seeing, and the ones that you carry on your arms still today, will grow up to be men and women to face the unknown future. Let's remember that what a man of God by the name of Ralph Emerson once said, people are what their mother makes them. And Lord Shaftesbury, who's a known, well-known man of God in England, he said, Give me a generation of Christian mothers, and I will undertake to change the whole face of society in 12 months. We thank God for the Christian mothers. Timothy's mother was a great Christian mother. Don't you agree with me, my mothers? She taught her child. She taught him, and we hear Paul writing to Timothy when he grew up. What did he, when, he, when Timothy grew up, what did he become? A doctor? Though we respect doctors, and we need them. A lawyer, we love them, and we need them. Maybe we don't love them as much as doctors, but we still love them. <laughs> I didn't, this is not scripted, believe me. An engineer, wonderful. Teachers, great. Mechanics, wonderful. You have a job, you have a good thing. But he did not grow up to be this way. Paul writing him, you, however, he grew up to serve the Lord. And Paul writing to him saying, you, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of Knowing from whom you have learned. From whom did he learn? He, t- he tells him, your mother and grandmother. Knowing from whom you have learned. His mother spent so many nights and days teaching Timothy in the word of God. Said before anything else. Before I send you to school. Before you graduate to be a doctor or an engineer. Before anything else, I want you to know the Word of God. And that's from childhood he goes on to say, You have known the sacred writings which are able to give you what? To give you wisdom. Don't fool yourself. If there is any wisdom, it is in the Word of God. It's not in the Word of man. It's not in psychology. It's not in psychiatry. It's not in education. It's not in those things that we crave and look after and want to do in our lives. No, the wisdom is found only in the Word of God. 
And to give you wisdom, he says, that what? That wisdom that leads you to salvation through faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mothers, that's your responsibility. Before anything else, before you look left or right, this is the responsibility that you have. When you teach them the secret of strength, that is the word of God, you need not worry about other things. When you anchor them in the Bible, you need not worry about anything else. Because the Bible promises, and when God promises, He fulfills. Teach them in the way that they should go. When they grow up, what happens? They will not depart from it. Do you believe that? Mothers, continue doing what you're doing. Regardless of what people say. Regardless of what you hear from outside. Teach your children. Be the example they need to be. And tell them that they should follow the Lord in their lives. Place the book in their hands and plant its words in their hearts and leave the rest to God. He will never leave them nor forsake them. This is the only secure armor that protects them from the dangers of life. You know, I went to rotate my tires two weeks ago at Big O's. And this is no commercial for Big O's, but you know they had a good deal, you know. And, uh, and he says, okay, uh, Mr. Ackle, we, we, about half an hour, we'll rotate your tires, okay? I looked and I said, I sat down. Then I, I saw the <coughs> Sports Illustrated magazine, the 100 best athletes for 19, 2003. And I think it was dated about April 1st. I said, oh, wow. Look at the athletes that we have in the nation. And I always look at the last page. You know that? I start from the last page in every, almost every magazine. I don't know why. Because uh, I'm used to, the uh, last page, there, there's, there are articles. And then there's an article there. But a, a man by the name of Riley, I think he's the editor-in-chief. And he says, <coughs> the heading was, let's go pray and on the word pray, struck pray and say play. Let's go pray and put a cross on pray and let's go play. I said, I want to read it. I read it halfway through. I said, this is great. This guy is for us. He was, he was on the coach's case that they have turned Sunday morning for all children instead of going to church they have turned it into a playtime at the fields for soccer, for baseball, for all other things. And he's asking mothers and fathers to get up and do something about it. And at a certain time, if I remember well, <laughs> I don't want to quote him wrong, he says they come in and drop their kids dressed in their baseball at the church or Sunday school. They come late. And later on, after half an hour, they come intoxicated with coffee, with coffee, he says, intoxicated with coffee to pick them up before Sunday school is over. Just to make sure that they come in and out to church. Because this is time to play. And he's asking all fathers and all mothers to do something with the coaches today that are coaching our kids 
before they go all the way to play, they, come, they better come all the way to pray first. I wish I had it. I thought I copied it. But look for it. You will find it. It's a great article. It's a great article. With, with the, I would challenge the mothers and fathers here today to stand up to these coaches. My son, my daughter is not going to go soccer on Sunday morning. And that's it for period. Close the subject. And guess what? If we all stand up, there won't be a practice. They'll practice Saturday. Or, somewhere, or Sunday afternoon. I read that. And look for it, please. And I will look for it, and I'll give you a copy of it. Are you worried now? After this, are you worried now about your kids missing some of their sports engagements? It shouldn't come before God. If it comes before God, you lost your kids. I'm giving you the bad news right now. If sports come before God, you lost your kids. God first, and then sports second, or third or fourth, depending on the priority of the family. Quiet your hearts, mothers. If you're rooting for your child to come first to church, to be in Sunday school, to bring him with you to church, anytime you come to church, okay, quiet your heart, don't worry, it takes more than sports. Though it may profit them for a little while, more, it takes more than skills. It takes more than higher education. It takes much more than peer acceptance. It takes much more than an all-American image. It takes much more than a homecoming queen's parades. It takes much more of all these things put together to shield them from the great evils of our society and equip them for the future. Let me tell you one thing. The baseball bat is not an armor, nor the tennis racket a weapon. They are effective in the ineffective in dangerous times. The only sure weapon you can equip them with is the word of God, which is sharper than the two-edged sword. The only weapon that you can equip your children with is the word of God, which is sharper than the two-edged sword. You have known the sacred writings from your childhood, Timothy. And what Timothy became when he grew old, he became the pastor of one of the best churches known in, in uh, Philippi. And he was a man of God until he left this world. Oh, I would have loved to see his mother sitting amongst the congregation. She'd be so proud hearing him dissecting the word of God and winning souls to the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know one thing, sports will go away. I'm a sportsman and I have sports and I still play sports. I'm not against sports. I love sports. I encourage you to, to have exercise. But when sports come before God, sports become a nil weapon that will take you to destruction. But God first and all these things shall be given unto you. Mothers, please, Train them in the word of God. What a responsibility. What a responsibility. It's not light. And we all stand up and salute you this morning. Our godly mothers need a salute for what they're doing with their children. Daniel Webster wrote a solemn 
and religious regard to spiritual and eternal things is an indispensable element of all true greatness. You want your children to grow up? You want to be proud of them? Bring them to Sunday school. Simple. I'm not a philosopher. I don't have a new formula. Bring them to Sunday school. And give them to those teachers. Let them be trained there. Let them learn about God there. And when they go to school, and when they're offered drugs, when they're offered cigarettes, when they're offered to go to see movies that they shouldn't see, to partake in little parties that they should not partake, when they offer that, they say no, because Jesus Christ told me not to say, to say no. And my mother told me that. Someone said, you can't win over the devil with physical force, with human influence, with scientific skill, with money, with arguments, or threats or promises. It takes spiritual armor and weapons provided by God and by God alone. So teach them to love God before anything else. To honor Him above anything else. And prepare the ground of their hearts. Till it well. Fertilize it with prayer. And water it with daily devotions and tears. Diligently follow up with discipline while you bring them to church and Sunday school. Above all, set the, the example yourself. And when they grow up, they will not depart from it. Is that? That's the formula. That's the formula. I look in this congregation. I see mothers sitting with their children. Today, our oldest daughter at 7.20 in the morning, she called. And thank God she is saved with her husband. said, Mother, I wish you a happy Mother's Day. You're the best mother in the world. Wouldn't that make you feel good? Especially they are Christians. I salute you this morning. The rewards. Are there rewards for being a good mother? Yes, no, what? Yes, there are rewards. The Bible says in Proverbs 31.10, you will have the trust of your husband. The best first reward, the trust of your husband. Do you know that when, <laughs> that's how I feel. I don't know about you men, but when I know that my three children I have, they're all, the three of them saved. And one is attending her own church out, outside here, and two are in the congregation. You know what? I'm proud of them. I'm proud of my wife proud of, my, of the mother that I saw her and I watched her how she kept after them after reading the Bible following Christ honoring Christ and I used to remember saying Randy you are not saved you need to be saved I said Sylvia have mercy on the guy 
and before God. That's true. I said, he grew up now. You can't. He said, this is, if I don't tell him this, where is he going to go? They're teaching him otherwise. There's a teacher at school who's teaching him to be an atheist. I have to stand up for that. Randy, you need to be saved. You need to follow Christ. She's a proud mother now. But Randy got saved. And the rest is history. And Randy is a preacher now. It's because of mother. So husbands, say thank you to your godly wives. And Sylvia, thanks very much. You were hard on them. But you were right. You demanded nothing less what you demand of yourself. And mothers, this is where God compensates you. And he will reward you. And says the Bible, your husband, the heart of her husband safely trusts her. You have a great privilege to raise this man. And may we not forget your hard work. Mothers, your unique role, your diligence, your patience, and most of all, your love. This love that rises so high and stoops so low. Oh, yes, how many injuries are forgotten. How many times you forget the injuries that your children cause you. So it's all right. The heart of mom forgives. Oh, yes. How many uncounted sacrifices are made for the success of and prosperity of her family. Wives and mothers, again, would you allow us men, I represent all men this morning, we salute you and thank you for that. The second reward, your children will praise you. Did you hear that? This is what the Bible says. Your children will praise you. Her children, it says in Proverbs 31, 28, her children rise up and call her what? Blessed. Blessed. And today, oh yes, how many times, how many stories do you know when children grow up to be teenagers and they were not raised in the fear of the Lord, what are they calling their mothers? Did you hear? My old man. I heard that. And they call their mother's names. And they don't want to be at home. They want to leave home. Why? Because they were not taught that precept and principles of God when they were growing up. Don't fight coming to church. Don't fight sending your kids to Sunday school. Don't fight teaching your kids the precepts of the Bible. Opening the Bible in your home. Open it in the new living room and says, this is what we believe in. And this is what we are going to live on until he comes. You know why we love her? Because she's loving and firm. Do you hear firm? No. Uh Uh-oh. I won't go. I won't tell my mother. She'll tell me no. You know why no? Because you're going to hurt yourself. We thank God for the many no's that mothers offer. Thank you for the many no's. Thank you for the many no's. And the little yeses. She knows what you need. And she gives you the right formula. She has the right medicine to give you. She taught you to love. And love God first. And this is what 
is needed. And then she influenced you to be men and women of loyalty, honesty, and perseverance. And finally, Thomas Edison paid a beautiful tribute to his mother when he said, I did not have my mother for long. Listen to this. But she cast over me an influence that has lasted all my life. The good effects of her early training I can never lose. If I had not been for her, if it, if it had not been for her appreciation and her faith in me at a critical time in my experience, I should never have become an inventor. I was always a careless boy. And with a mother of different mental caliber, I should have turned out badly. But her firmness, her godliness, her goodness were potent powers to keep me in my right path. My mother was the making of me. The memory of her will always be a blessing. Does that honor you or what? Dwight L. Moody declared, All that I have ever accomplished in life, I owe it to my mother. Mothers, don't ever think that your hard work goes in vain. Remember that these children you are raising in the fear of the Lord will one day stand up and shout, I am what I am because of my godly mother. And finally, the Lord will honor you. You know what was the Lord is asking each and every person of us to do? In Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, he says, Honor your father and what? And your mother. How long? These words are written on the, in the Bible. We've got to honor them until eternity, throughout eternity. God, the, the challenge is big. The responsibility is vast and heavy. But the rewards are worth waiting for. You know, one day, when this life ends, and so many mothers left life without seeing the fruits of her labor. But some of you are here sitting, and you see the fruits of your labor. Some of you are sitting with your children and your grandchildren here. And you're so happy to see them all. And may each and every mother of mother or mother-to-be or the ones who hope to get married and become a mother, that if the Lord tarries, that you'll be sitting in the same church with your children and grandchildren until the Lord comes. And that's a reward so few enjoy in life. Oh, yes. Uh, that reminds the Shunammite woman, when she was giving a child, she taught him in the fear of the Lord. But the child had a sunstroke and died. When he died, she went to the prophet. She stood at the door of the prophet. The prophet sent his servant and says, Hey, go see this woman. She doesn't look good. And, uh, and the uh, servant asked her, Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? You know what was her answer? It is well. You know why? Because I knew I gave him to the Lord when he was first born. And the Lord will not take him away from me. The prophet said, saddle my little donkey. I will go and raise the kid for her. And mothers this morning, 
wherever your child is. He could be sitting by you. Or you might be crying for him that you raised him good, but he's in the world still. One thing I'll tell you, it is well with your soul. Because when he grows old, he'll not depart from it. Provided you've given him the right training. And you know one thing, the rewards will be many. Some of them you'll see them today. And you'll reap them today. Some you'll reap them tomorrow. Some of you will sit with their children today and have a great lunch this afternoon. And that's a little reward. But you know, the greatest reward will be when his words at the end of the journey looks at you mothers and say, well done, good and faithful mothers. Come in. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Our Father, we thank you for the day. We thank you for... These words, may they never go in vain, but they do the work. This is your word. Do the work in our hearts. We pray for each and every mother here. We thank you for them. We thank you for their love. We thank you for their sacrifices. We thank you for their care. We thank you for everything they offer to make our lives so enjoyable and our children to know you at an early stage. Bless them, we pray. Bless this day in their lives. And as we go out, help us to display the spirit of Christ, the love of Christ, and tell the world that there is no life outside Jesus. For in this wonderful name, we ask and pray. Amen. The meeting is over. Thank you for listening. Mothers, have a happy Mother's Day, and God bless you all.